It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Missouri does start spring football next week, but frankly, that's probably not going to be the focus focus of most Missouri fans for the next, uh, I don't know, two to three weeks. Brian and Gabe here and Dennis Dodd joining us on the line from CBS Sports. Dennis, how you doing, man? I am good, guys. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, appreciate you taking some time. And uh, I want to start with you were were at Mizzou Arena just about a week and a half ago with uh, when Kentucky was in town. Obviously, more to focus on Kentucky at that point. Um, I, I, I'm not sure this is a fair question to ask you because you kind of saw Mizzou Arena at its best on that night. But just what's the what's the from a distance kind of twenty thousand foot view of? Uh, where Missouri basketball has fallen in the last three to five years? Uh, well, they're they're off the national radar totally. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably fair. Um, I saw a note in the Kentucky notes that surprised me. Missouri is and probably will be the lowest ranked RPI team Kentucky will play this year. Wow. Um, and that's saying something when you consider their non-conference, any team's non-conference schedule. They, at that time, they were 249. So, you know, that's – yeah, and you're right. I was there right about right about Kentucky. But I was I, – I frankly was impressed at, at Missouri's effort. I thought they outplayed Kentucky that night. But, you know, what happens in basketball a lot of times is the talent will up. And Kentucky only had to play a few minutes to win that game. Yeah. Now it- – this is kind of a weird situation for us because the last three or four times Missouri's had a basketball coaching change, it hasn't been something that like we've known was coming for weeks. I mean, Quinn Snyder, you kind of knew, but Mike Anderson was a little bit of a surprise. Frank Haith, obviously a huge surprise. We've been talking in terms of when, not if, for weeks. And so I kind of want, want your thought on you know, foregone conclusion that, that Missouri's searching for a coach. And then also take me back three years to what your – thoughts and uh, I, I guess impression was when Missouri hired Kim Anderson, whether at that time you thought it could work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to change coaches. I mean, that, that is a foregone conclusion. As far as three years ago, you know, I was glad for Kim that he got his chance. Um, you know, a, a guy that uh, had won a championship at division two and native son, uh, obviously he could coach, I guess, just not on this level. And that's, you know, nothing against him where everybody hits their ceiling on the, hits their head on the ceiling. Um, You know, I, I think there were some guys out there at the time they could have taken a run at, but as Missouri has done in its past and probably will in its future, different than no other school at that point, they looked for a Missouri guy, quote unquote. And obviously he had ties the Norm Stewart, which eminently qualified him for the job. But, you know, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out. Hey, Dennis, um, with this coaching search coming up, who are some guys maybe that you think the uh, Missouri Athletic Department should identify as guys they need to, to do their research on and, and make some overtures at? Well, let me say this before answering that question. I think I started to think about this over the last couple of weeks. I think this whole thing is clouded by what might be a massive investigation and academic fraud. We don't know how far it goes. We've seen these damning charges from a former tutor. And I think a lot of people have forgotten about that. 
I, I think that wipes a guy like uh, like Calvin Sampson off the board if, if he was ever a candidate. You know, he's a two-time convicted guy in the NCAA, cleaned up his record at Houston. Um, I know a lot of people like him, but I, I don't think they can bring him in. Uh, I've been told the guy at, at Wilmington, who I don't even know his name, uh, is doing – yeah, is, is a possibility – I talked to a coaching search guy this week who, when I when I presented that scenario to him, he said Missouri was in a was in a position to oh I don't know what the word is buy overpay for a coach with you know uh, a pending maybe a pending invest NCAA investigation on the horizon, uh, and he mentioned the term three million dollars a year. So and this is from a big time search committee guy who knows the landscape. So. Yeah, I, that being said, I, I think there's problems with a head uncertainty, put it that way, yeah. with hiring a guy. But as that person told me, I think they can buy their way out of it and probably get somebody good. Now, it, one of the it, one of the things that I think Missouri fans are viewing as a positive is that the entire university leadership has changed since the last time they did this. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you agree with this opinion. I have always said for all the good things that Mike Alden did at the University of Missouri – uh, as soon as the Quinn Snyder NCAA stuff happened, he mismanaged the basketball program pretty much the rest of the time he was here. He did everything well, but not basketball. And it was always told to me that basketball coaches didn't want to work with Mike Alden. Will, will the fact that Jim Sterk is here now be a factor in Missouri's favor over maybe if Mike Alden was still making this hire? Well, let me put it this way. Uh, North Carolina is in the middle of, of a huge scandal. Everybody there has changed. People have been run out over the academic fraud of North Carolina. The only constant is uh, is Roy Williams. But your question is about everybody turning over. No, I don't think it makes any difference. Um, is Missouri, you know, Missouri will be more than cooperative in this in this venture if it comes to that. So I, I asked I asked Gene Smith about that once. He's the Ohio State athletic director who was on the committee on infractions, and I think it had to do with. Uh, I think it had to do with USC. You know, why why were the innocents punished? And he said, well, you got to punish somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that comes down on the existing players and coaches, so be it. I, it, it would be the NCAA's done that for years. Yeah, and, and I, I guess I don't mean so much as far as the NCAA stuff goes, but as far as when Missouri goes to hire a coach, oh, I don't, I'd oh. always been told in the past, look, basketball coaches just didn't want to work with Mike Alden. I mean, did you ever hear much of that? I didn't. Uh, and... and to the point of Jim Sterk, he's hired, I think he did not hire Steve Fisher, right. obviously, at San Diego State. He did hire a 63-year-old Rocky Long, uh, who has turned out marvelously for San Diego State as a football coach. So this would be his first, I think that I know of, he was he was at Washington State early in his career, first, you know, big t- or second big-time hire like this. In his in his career, so so we'll, we shall see. Yeah, and I know at Washington State he hired uh, Dick Bennett, with, and then obviously Tony took that's over right. for him a couple of years that's later. Right. Uh, but right. and that, that was a fantastic hire. Right? Yeah, I have told Missouri fans they can scratch Tony Bennett off the list just because yeah. he has uh, connections to Jim no, Stern. no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So um, I don't want to ask you so much about specific guys, but just. In talking to coaches, you know a lot of coaches, you know a lot of agents. I mean, I made the argument that 
this might be a pretty good time for Missouri to hire a coach from a from a program standpoint because the next guy's going to come in and like there are no expectations. I mean, you look at a guy like Tom Crean who won the Big Ten two times in four years. It wasn't enough at the place he's at. They want to run him out of town, it sounds like. Uh, right. At Missouri, you come in and you win 15 games, they're going to build statues of you. Right, and and his his name his name has been mentioned at Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that goes back to the original or my original thought about the job. They can get it back really quick, considering the league they're in. Uh, you can get one or two players. Missouri, M- Missouri at its best should never be worse than the third best program in that league. Uh, and, and I think that's achievable really really quick because of the resources they have. So. And then they, the talents they have, and depending on the coach they get. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. The expectations aren't very big, and I think that I think the possibility, if it, if it's 15 games, I think somebody could come in there next year and, and win 20 um, if everything went right. Yeah, it's it's really not hard to be 500 in no. a, in a power conference. I mean, 75 percent of the teams do it every year. Um, there there are three jobs that we all know are going to be open, and then two that I, I think. Could be um, just kind of. I'm going to list the five, and and you rank them for me. NC State, Missouri, LSU. We all know those are coming open. Illinois yeah. and Kansas State might. Let's assume they do. H- how do you kind of rank those? Uh, Kansas State, and then what was the second last one? That's Illinois. Right oh yeah, Illinois. Well, it looks like it looks like yeah, he may stay now. Job. Yeah, right. I think yeah, I think Kansas State is done now. They beat TCU on Wednesday night and got themselves, I guess, back on the bubble maybe, and it really depends on what they do in the Big 12 tournament. But uh, they're in a state of flux with their AD going out of town, and and if they make a change, they're going to have to make a change with an interim AD. But I think think the populace of Kansas State reading the tea leaves wants to make a change no matter what. If they somehow sneak into the tournament, I think they'd want to make a change. But you're you're talking about what the – how good the jobs are. I, yeah. I'd probably say NC State followed by Missouri, um, you know, uh, in, in, uh, in Illinois. I'm, I'm taking Illinois off the board. Okay. Um, and then, then LSU and Kansas State. LSU should never be a laughingstock in basketball as they are, considering all the talent that's there in football. They somehow keep home and can't in basketball. Um, they should be better than they are. Kansas State, on, on a routine basis, I think overachieved. Now they've got a great legacy, and they went to the Elite Eight under Frank Martin a few years ago. But it's been uh, it's been kind of a desert. I mean, it's you know it's they, they built facilities there, but they haven't filled it up with great players. Hey, Dennis, I wanted to change the focus a little bit. The, the SEC basketball in general, I know they've they've kind of had a focus to improve on it here the last few years. Is mm-hmm. is this just something that's going to take more time, or is it? I mean, is this what SEC basketball is? What we see the last two or three years? I, I think it's what it is. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the magic bullet is to get it better. They brought in uh, Greg Shaheen a few years ago to talk to them about scheduling better in the non-conference, which is really what you know what you have to do. It's painful sometimes, but it, it, it's a way to get the committee's attention. And I think they jettisoned him after two or three years. Now they have Mike Trangisi, the old Big East commissioner, consulting with him. And I, I assume he's telling him the same thing. Look, they have their own network. They pull in the most money of any conference out there. Uh, but they're just culturally, there is not that commitment to basketball. I think it'll change in places like Alabama now 
with the new AD, Greg Byrne, and I think you'll see a new arena go up there. I think things are going to change at Auburn. With uh, They have a new arena, and they are absolutely in love with Bruce Pearl. Uh, but but elsewhere, and, and, and things will get better at Missouri if they make the right hire, but it's it's going to be Kentucky and Florida and everybody else struggling for uh, – you know, struggling for scraps after that, trying to get to the tournament. Well, and, and I've already you kind of touched on it. I mean, I think SEC basketball struggles because there are a lot of places in the SEC where basketball is the third most important sport. A lot of these places yeah. care more about college baseball, and it's why you said Missouri should be the third best program in this league. I, I would say Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Vandy, and Kentucky yeah. are the only schools. I mean, Florida's been really good, but I don't know how much Florida fans care about basketball. Yeah, I think they care. I mean, I, again, I think it's a place like LSU where they've got they've had a coach there who can bring in um, national talent. Uh, but if they don't, eh, it's okay. You know, there's still football season. In the you mentioned it in the SEC. There's there's baseball. There's gymnastics at some schools, and there's a place like South Carolina. There's women's basketball, and and some other places there. So that's that's what I said. I said culturally, it's just not important at a lot of these places. And I, I don't know how you get past that. I don't know how you get, you know, what are there? There are 14 teams. I don't know how you get half the league in, in uh, in the tournament. While the Big 12, everyone's making fun of the Big 12. Two two years in a row have had seven of the ten teams in. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to ask you on on this topic is just kind of the timing of coaching changes. Um, I mean, our anticipation is that when Missouri's out in the SEC tournament, within a day or two, they're going to officially be on the market. Yeah. Does it really matter, especially when, when you're NC State, when you're Missouri, you're probably waiting on a guy who's still coaching anyway. Does it matter if it's done, you know, three weeks ago like NC State did, this week, next week, or – it, does that really matter to you? Because these behind-the-scenes calls are all already being made at all these places. Oh, yeah, yeah, contacts being made, absolutely. I, I think you owe, owe somebody the dignity of uh, of finishing out the season at a place like Missouri. What are you going to achieve by by firing Kim Anderson now? Get ahead in recruiting? You know, the signing day is, the early signing day is, what, in April, I think? Um, whoever comes in is going to have to get guys anyway, so... I don't think you achieve anything. You know, the situation at at, uh, North Carolina State was really odd where they fired Mike Godfrey and then he wanted to stay the rest of the season. They said, okay. Right. That was really odd. And and Um, correct me if I'm wrong, they really only did that because a report came out. I mean, it's not like NC State wanted to do that at that time, correct? Right. Right. I think so. And, you know, maybe he gets them to the tournament and improves his, uh, his personal resume. Dennis, switch to football a little bit. Uh, spring ball is coming up here. I, I, I think the view around Columbia, around for Missouri fans, people that cover Mizzou, is that if the if the defense can have a, a halfway decent season, if the offense can kind of do what they did last year, it, it'll be a step ahead in the right direction. What's what's kind of the national perception of where Missouri football is at right now? Um, you know, in a in a winnable league, they got to get back a winnable division. I mean, yeah. in a winnable division, they got to get back to being able to win it. Because I still think it's in a state of flux. I mean, they are absolutely all over Jim McElwain in Florida uh, after he's won two straight divisions, but he he wasn't showy enough. The the offense wasn't good enough. They had, they don't have a quarterback. Until Georgia actually does it, I'm done talking or writing about them. <laughs> I know they've got. A lot of good stories with Kirby Smart and Jacob Eason, and, and they'll be the favorites, I think, coming in. 
but they actually have to do something. I, I personally think Georgia and Wisconsin are the two programs that get the most attention in the country for not really doing anything. And I understand, I understand Wisconsin went to the Final Four a couple of years ago. And I, I, I don't necessarily mean basketball. I mean football. You can put you can put Wisconsin down for nine wins every year, and what? So what? You know, it's like what are, what are we talking about? So, George, I got away from the topic. Uh, Tennessee's going to take a great fall after losing all those uh, Joshua Dobbs, Alvin Kamara, Derek Barnett. Uh, they're going to go down. So, they could be. I think yes, if if is a is a twelve story tall word on defense. If they can get de- the defense back and play like they did. Uh, a couple of years ago where the defense supported the team, then, yeah, I think they can get back to the middle of the pack, but I, that, that may take a mammoth effort. I was in school at the same time as Barry Odom at Missouri more years ago than I want to admit. I know I, the, co- I covered him. I yeah, covered it, him. I was going to say, at the time you were doing Inside Mizzou Sports and, and you covered yeah. Barry, so just as a guy that's known him for 20 years, uh, do you think he's a guy that, that can get this done in the next – you know, three to four years at Missouri? Well, I think they have to give him three to four years. And, you know, I, I think he can. I think he's a solid guy and a solid coach. Uh, and you can kind of see what the, where they want to go with the team and, and base it on on defense. Um, and, look, in that league right now, if you've got a quarterback, you've got a chance because it's been so down uh, in terms of quarterbacks. And they'll have to get one of those, too. Uh, yeah. You know, this isn't going to be Alabama with, winning with game managers, although that's changed a lot the last three years. So, yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I think the the you know the the reaction is to judge a guy after two years and say he can't do it. But what was it, Gary? Gary was it Gary Pinkle's fourth year? Third year. He went, he went yeah, to a with the Brad third. Smith. Yeah. yeah, with the Brad Smith team. So I, I think that I definitely think that's doable. And yeah, I think it takes time. Yeah, okay. Now, last one for you. I want to finish up, and this is admittedly out of left field. I don't mean to catch you off guard, but we do have to pander to our customers a little bit, and I want to say that nothing about the situation at Baylor is in the slightest (laughs) amusing, but a lot of Missouri fans, every single time a story comes out, and I include myself in this, I just look at it and go, Mac Rhodes, you left for that. I mean, have you – I don't know exactly how much you've talked to people down there or maybe even talked to Mac Rhodes, but just kind of uh, the perception of – I know there was a lot of perception last year. Wow, Missouri must be really awful if he's leaving for that. I I know he got paid, but I got to be thinking, Mac Rhodes jumped – like I I said, he jumped off the Titanic into shark-infested waters and thought he had a better chance of surviving. It looks like – it's every day, isn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. literally every day uh, something new comes out. I, I wrote at the time in July when, you know, that kind of shocked the world at the SEC media days. So I made some calls because that was my first question. Why would you leave Missouri for Baylor? And I, and I talked to Mac mm-hmm. and, and not just Mac, some other people, you know, why, why is this a good move? Yes. He's getting out of Missouri, but Baylor. And at the time, the consensus was that th- there was, the, the light at the end of the tunnel was brighter at Baylor than it was in Missouri because you have these lingering problems that you, you, know, you can't really put your finger on, that you can't quantify, you don't know how many students are staying away, how many recruits are staying away because of the, because of the protest. Now, we know that out-of-state uh, enrollment is down 25%. That can be quantified, and that's a huge bottom-line hit. 
Um, you know, I don't know if you can put that all on, on lingering things from the from the protests, but it, it since then, my point is, it's gotten worse at Baylor and isn't going to get better anytime soon. They've got Matt Rule, you know, as coach, a guy who uh, Mac offered at Missouri, right? And Mac didn't feel like he was ready at the time, uh, and then took the took the Baylor opening after, by the way, turning down Phil Knight in Oregon. So, you know, that, that's another one. You, Dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, he went from one recruit on December 27th to a top 40 class on signing day. But who's to say those are just guys? You know, you're going to sign guys. You're going to get somebody to be there. But it's – and in the middle of all this, as bad as it looks, uh, Scott Drew has a top 10 basketball program. So it's mm-hmm. not affecting him. And nor was basketball directly involved. So – I don't know the answer to that. Uh, maybe it just com- comes down to, you know, Mac Rhodes is, yes, he got paid. He got a nice little bump there at Baylor, but Baylor's overpaying people right now to come there. Matt Rule got a seven-year deal, uh, knowing he's going to need need at least that long to get it back, if they ever get it back. So, uh, you know, you can't see into the future. I think it's about to get worse at Baylor. Now with the Texas Rangers involved, Right. Where they might they might start uncovering finally the stuff that the that the school uh, obfuscated and blocked from the beginning with the uh, with the Pepper Hamilton report and who knows what's in that stuff so it's going to get worse. Well, the the good news after that answer, Dennis, is that I'm pretty confident Kim Mulkey does not listen to our podcast, so no danger oh of God. you being punched uh, in the face today. <laughs> At least uh, not by I, her. I forgot about I forget, <laughs> I'd actually forgotten about that, and she said. I love this. I love this. I didn't mean anything violent about it. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what you meant by saying that. Right. What, is, what did you say? Go punch somebody in the face. You're advocating for a, a mob of people in the stands to punch any critic of Baylor athletics in the face. I not mean, I not violently, though. Very nicely. Yeah, just not yet. I, I will say this because I know this. The, the Big 12 presidents and commissioner are absolutely PO'd, how, any way you want to put it. They've been called... Baylor officials have been called in front of, you know, the, the Big 12 presidents twice to explain themselves. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And why does this stuff keep coming up? And they, they assuage them and everything's fine. But I, I have to think that they are absolutely livid at this stuff. And, and I, I wrote this in June or May. I, I am absolutely convinced in the next round of conference realignment, Baylor ceases being a power five schools. I mean, school, who would want them? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that, really, uh, that doesn't mean they can't play Division One basketball because there's a lot of schools like that. It's 351 schools, but they're not going to be a Power Five school. That brand is too damaged now. Crazy. Well, Dennis, we've taken up enough of your day, man. Appreciate you joining yeah. us, and Thanks, we'll Dennis. catch up down the road. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com. And a, a national guy, look, this is the advantage of having the journalism school Missouri does. Dennis Dodd, Pat Forty, there are national guys who – who know what's going on at Missouri, which is good at a time like this because, like Dennis said, they're not on the national radar. National people that have no ties to Missouri are paying no attention to Missouri. Yeah, why would they for basketball? I mean, and really for football, too. Right, yeah. I mean, it's tough for Missouri fans to hear, I'm sure. It's just they're just not relevant in either sport right now. Right, I mean, people aren't nationally people aren't going to talk much about this coaching search because they don't care yeah i can't imagine they've been on sports center at all (laughs) right yeah nobody's i think they probably were when they played kentucky 
Yeah, maybe yeah. then. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, we wanted to, to do some of the coaching stuff with Dennis Dodd, who was down here in Columbia last week when they played Kentucky. Uh, Brian and I are going to spend a few minutes talking spring football. Um, again, we do not yet have a schedule, but we have been told they're going to start next Tuesday. So right around the corner. Yeah, it's coming up quickly. Um, it's a lot of interesting battles, especially defensive backfield. It, uh, the ones I'm most intrigued to see what's yeah. going on. Cornerback, uh, safety. They they rotated so many guys. They got a lot of guys back at safety, but they rotated through so many of them last year, starting, I think, four different guys. And none of them played particularly well. Right. Rennell Perkins probably played the best out of all of them, and he probably started the fewest games of all of them. Um, cornerback, they lost their two starters and Josh Gibson and – or John Gibson and uh, – uh, Arion Pinton. So, yeah, seeing what Logan Cheadle, Anthony Hines, the two sophomores, Marcus Acey and Christian Holmes and a few other guys in finest yeah. dribbling. At Jalen Pruitt at safety. Yeah. Yeah. Gerard um, Alton maybe gets some, a chance, his first chance because he didn't – I don't know he if he practiced. He was in fall camp, if at all. Right. And I, I'd get, I would think maybe – I guess it depends on his qualification level if he had got to practice during the season and all that. But uh, – yeah, so it, that's going to be fun to watch. They they got the one JUCO defensive tackle coming in, mm-hmm. um, which gives them, what, three defensive three, tackles? Yeah. <laughs> so. it, I've said for spring, defensive tackle is the biggest concern. I don't right. think they're just having enough to play a game. But I think long-term, you're right, the defensive backfield is the spot because they got a lot of guys coming in in, in, the, in the summer at right, defensive, at defensive tackle. tackle. So defensive backfield Three more is, guys they think will contribute in yeah. Whiteside and the two – Arizona, Palmore, and Young. So, and, and so defensive back is the the one I look at and say, yeah, I don't know. And and I always say going into spring, look, questions are very rarely answered in spring. Football. Right. I I mean, we're going to come out of spring football in a month and a half with almost the same questions we have going in because they're just playing each other. And you, Drew Locke's not going to get hit. You we know. don't get to see a lot of it. Uh, yeah, it, it, we that might change this year. We right. don't know for sure. It it might be a little bit more open. We certainly hope it is. But I mean, there's just like you know, yeah, Demaria Crockett. Hey, we know he's he's going to start at tailback. But like, are the receivers going to catch more? Maybe we can tell that. But it's a lot easier to catch at a at a practice than it is with right. an all SEC cornerback. You know, in press coverage. Yeah, the, I mean. Up until th- this last camp, all we saw was on-air type stuff. You didn't even really see any guys going against their own guys, except for scrimmage days that they let us in there. So, yeah, it's tough to make any real real judgments. But it's still, it's still I guess, I can understand why Mizzou fans, football fans get excited about it. It's people out there playing a little bit of football. It's better than uh, what else we got going on. Right? A- absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not telling people not to pay attention. <laughs> I'm just telling people not to really expect any answers. Right. Um, so... We've got obviously that's coming up next week. We all know. Hey, I'm going to Nashville on Tuesday. We all know the basketball situation. Um, we're going to get a chance to talk to Barry Odom uh, later today, and uh, and we'll have some stuff on that over the coming days. Uh, what else is going on? I mean, James Foster's going to visit here pretty right. soon. March 11th, I think, is what uh, the last word we got. He's been scheduled to visit twice before and wasn't able to make it. So right. it's not the easiest drive from Alabama to Missouri it's not right. I mean and it's not just something you decide oh right, let me drive 10 or well I don't know 13 14 12, hours depending where yeah. what part of the state he's in yeah and, and and that's something that I think you know well he didn't visit and, and everybody goes into a panic 
look, these are high school kids mm-hmm. with lives whose parents have budgets to stick. You know, I mean, right. if, if my son says, hey, I want to go 14 hours this weekend. Well, you got three days of meals, two nights of hotels. I mean, this not every family can just go, cool, here's $1,000. Go do it. Right. And and it's a long drive. Just on that, it's like, holy cow, 14 hours. All right. No but, uh, Yeah, I, I, recruiting, it's it's. A little bit of a slower time right now, I guess you would say. It's, I mean, yeah. stuff is Should happening. Should pick up in spring a right. little bit. Once there'll be, once spring ball starts going, there'll be more visits. To, we think, I don't know if we ever got confirmation, but they're going to do another night at the zoo. There'll be another junior day. All those things are still coming up. Um, there'll be last year. What was it? so night at the zoo was in May last year, I think. Uh, late. In, I, I, I can't remember. Maybe. Anymore. Yeah, but I mean, they picked up a few commitments then. That, that's the time, like. April and May, that's maybe when you're going to start seeing some guys that have visited already and have, have been able to see enough stuff to where they, they can go ahead and make a decision. Um, but it, it, and they're still tracking all these guys out there. We're getting interviews with uh, Michael Furton, visited not that long ago. We got in touch with Nick Lewis. We're going to have a story on him, I think, pretty soon. So still a lot to pay attention to, but just maybe not anything real substantial happening right now. Yeah, and then, uh, hey, we got a guy over at Baseball Media Day this afternoon. Softball opens Friday. We'll have somebody there. Uh, selection Monday. Would the stadium be done? Uh, I mean, they'll play in it. Whether it's 100% done, nobody knows, I think. Uh Selection Monday for the women's basketball team. I'm going to run over to that on Monday. Uh, they will be off somewhere to play in the NCAA tournament the, the following week. So a uh, lot of stuff. NCAA uh, wrestling, MAC championships this week. Right. Uh, NCAA championships in a couple weeks. So there's a lot of stuff to pay attention to. But, again, uh, you know, I would say coaching search one, spring football two kind Definitely. of dominate the conversation now. Definitely. And it. And, uh coaching search i don't i don't what do you what would you put on a timeline for for that this time i know i mean it's it, hard is it hard to say i guess with it's not having covered say, anything stirk's done obviously well before? and it's hard to say especially without really knowing who they're going after mm-hmm. um you know do they want to talk to chris holtman and is butler going to be playing the second weekend of the ncaa tournament right. if so you kind of got to wait for that you know um if it, Tom Crean, we talked a little bit uh, with Dennis about him. Okay, so when does does Indiana make a move on him? First of all, and if they do, when? And do you, you know, do you have to wait for that? It's right. you really once you make the decision to part ways with your guy, which we anticipate, I would say certainly by the end of next week. Okay, I, I think we're within ten days. I mean, look, Missouri's going to go to the S. I think the timetable will be Missouri's going to go to the SEC tournament. They're going to play Wednesday. I, odds are they're going to lose Wednesday, right. you know, um, and if they do, they'll come back to Columbia on Thursday. I would imagine Kim Anderson and Jim Sterk have the official meeting at that point and something comes out Friday. Now, understand with all this, things could always leak. Like mm-hmm. somebody could say, hey, I, I mean, frankly, we could put a story up today. Sources say Kim Anderson's not going to be back. We're going to end up being right, but we don't have that to the point Right. That we actually want to say that on the record right now. but So that could happen any time between now and then. But the official word, I think, if they lose Wednesday, I think it's Friday. The interesting thing is, what, what if they beat Auburn on Wednesday in the SEC tournament? Then they're playing Thursday at noon. If they lose that game, which I would think they almost certainly would, maybe they still come back to Columbia on Thursday night. But mm-hmm. when do Sterk – because there needs to be a face-to-face. Right. Hey, we know – this is done. It has to be official before Missouri's going to say anything. So would that happen on Friday? 
And would they still get that out? Or then are we getting into the weekend or even Monday? I mean, I think, look, I my personal opinion, we all know it's going to get done. Get it done. Like, you don't think it's going to be a – wasn't there a situation in the NBA where somebody got fired on the plane, or was that MLB? Uh, I know Lane Kiffin did. No, that's right. College um, football. There was a situation a few years ago. I can't even remember who it was, uh, but got fired, like, at the conference tournament. after, Like, after the game, it was like, okay, you're done. Thanks. Uh, it may even have been before the press conference. I don't know. But, no, I, I don't think that's how Jim Sterk is going to handle things. And it's not what – It's, it's not been, how he should handle And it's things. been rough under – Coach Kim Anderson, but that's not how he deserves to be treated. He's right. it, he's represented the university as well as possible. It just hasn't worked yeah, out. Right, and let's say without – I know this will start an argument. Like, I have lost a job. I've been fired. Mm-hmm. You never root for other human beings to lose their job. Like, I fully understand anybody that says, I don't want Kim Anderson to be the basketball coach anymore. That's cool. But the human side of it, you should not rejoice in the fact that this is right. now a man who's going to be unemployed. Like, you can separate the – I don't want him to coach my basketball team, but I'm not, like, thrilled that he's getting fired. Yeah, people that have that type of reaction and just hearing about what's going on with them in their heads and stuff, I don't – it's seeing other people suffer is not <laughs> entertainment. Right. And, and like I said, I mean, it's happened to me. It's awful. Like, I, I, would, I wouldn't want anybody out there to go – Thank God Gabe isn't doing the TV news anymore. He doesn't deserve to get a paycheck at all. Well, you know what? Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. It's a, I don't think we have to put an explicit warning for piss off. We would have had no. to put explicit warnings for what I could have said. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we have babbled on long enough. Uh, again, we're going to talk to Barry Odom uh, later in the week. Uh, we got basketball, football, baseball, softball, women's basketball, recruiting, everything coming up. So uh, thanks for listening. And next Thursday, the plan is, this could change if Missouri is playing in Nashville, but the plan is that Brian will be here in Columbia, I will be in Nashville and uh, or on I-70 somewhere on the way home, and, and we'll uh, try to get a podcast up for you next week because the basketball season almost certainly will be over, and then we'll kind of uh, – We'll kind of be talking about what's next. Wrapping it up and uh, looking forward to the coaching search. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, talk to you next week here on the PowerMizzou.com podcast.